The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Six thirty four, Bruce Hooley Show. This is the time of the program that we occasionally uh, delve into non political topics and some lighter topics, uh, but yet still very relevant to you. And we will do that. What could be more relevant than Ohio State football season ticket sales? As Gene Smith, the athletic director, says, they're ramping back up to a full stadium this fall. Interesting trend. In Ohio State football season ticket sales, I'll share it with you momentarily before I remind you that AUINFO.com is your ally in business. If you are a small business, you will not find a better ally than AUINFO.com. Not a dirty double-crossing ally like Russia after World War II trying to steal Berlin away from us. No, Chrissy and the AUI team, they're really solid allies because they'll save you money. First, they won't charge you a dime, a nickel, a penny, anything for the expertise they give you in helping you beef up and make more robust your benefits package for your employees. They survey all the companies out there, life, health, vision, dental, disability. They present you the cost. You pick, I'll take this package. Then that company pays AUI. Okay, so what about HR, which is a big-time jackpot? You don't want to misstep. You don't want to be unaware of a state order issued by Mike DeWine or his Department of you know, Labor or anything like that, Christie's on top of all that, they will make available to you a dedicated HR specialist, also free. So you should be right now typing in auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com, and chatting with them as I finish telling you that auiinfo.com is a small business themselves, so they understand small business, so check them out. And benefit from their expertise at auiinfo.com. All right, Aaron, Ohio Stadium has 110,000-ish seats in there. Nah, that's wrong. They they shrunk it down a couple years ago. 105,000, let's say. How many seats do you think are consumed by season ticket holders on a per-game basis of all the seats in the stadium? Not counting student tickets, okay? 10,000. 10? Oh, wow, you're way low, dude. I would thought you would have sought 75,000, 80,000. No, it's actually 42,000, which is a low number. Much lower than it's been in previous years. Could be pandemic-related. Uh, they've sold as many as 54,000 seats as season tickets in as recently as four years ago. So their season tickets have dropped 9,000 since 2017? Did I miss like a three, four, five, six loss season in there? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. Like they kick everybody's tail, right? They never lose more than a game a year if they lose that. <laughs> so I think this is indicative of a trend I've been telling you for a long time, which is the more difficult you make it for people to feel like they're getting good value from going down to the stadium. The harder it is to park, the more you charge them to park. The more you lean on them to support our program, support our program, the more you escalate the price of the tickets. Some of their tickets are 150 bucks a game. The more you do that, 
I think you alienate your consumers. And I always felt there was a tipping point where they'd go too far and they'd alienate people and people would go, you know what? Watching this game on HD is really not a bad way to watch it. But on their end, what if the ticket prices equaled out more than Mm. the people that left and they're just making more money now with less people? That's fine. They may. In fact, they may be doing that. I understand that. That's actually, I'm sure, part of their concern. Here's where I think we're headed. We have players making money off their name, image, and likeness. The uh, Nick Saban, the Alabama coach, said the other day that his quarterback, a kid named Bryce Young, is approaching seven figures in name, image, and likeness compensation. So I was right. And by the way, I'm not one of those guys that hates to tell you, I told you so. <laughs> I actually like to say I told you so. Because that means I was right. I said we'd have a million-dollar college athlete soon. I didn't know if it'd be this soon. How many touchdown passes do you think Bryce Young has thrown in his career? Making a million dollars as an Alabama quarterback. How many years? In his career. He's been at Alabama, I think, just one year. Touchdown passes. Mm -hmm. Oh, 50? One. Wow. He's thrown one touchdown pass. He's He's thrown 22 passes. 15 completed. Nick Saban also said, yeah, he's making money off our brand. And that's my point, is that these kids are making money via their individual brand because they can attach themselves to the gargantuan Ohio State or Alabama brand. So I propose the elimination of scholarships for players making money off name, image, and likeness. Now imagine if Ohio State did not have to pay the educational bill for every football player and basketball player. That's a significant amount of money. 85 scholarships in football. Probably the cost of a scholarship, round number, 50 grand. That's quite a bit of savings. It's a $4 million savings. Then you don't have to charge as much for tickets. Then your ticket base doesn't go away. So look, I just think if the door's gonna if the pendulum's gonna swing one way to name image and likeness compensation for individual athletes, because their individual brand is worth something, I think the pendulum ought to swing back the other way, which is, oh, why is your individual brand worth something? Because our school brand's worth a lot. So we're gonna charge you the price of your tuition, the price of your room and board for attaching yourself to our brand. It's a controversial opinion. I don't expect them to adopt it. I'm just saying. That, to me, is fair. And I do think uh, when the stadium's completely full to the top, it's pretty hard argument to tell them to lower prices. Why? Yeah, I know. They're, they're not. But this year, they will have, because their schedule this year is front-loaded. Everybody wants to watch Oregon. Okay, so September 11th, first game after the pandemic, packed to the gills, scalpers will be getting 500 bucks a ticket. I get it. Then, oh boy, set your clocks, people. Tulsa, Akron, Maryland. Woohoo! Are we excited yet? Penn State on October 30th. That'll be a premium game. Then Purdue and Michigan State. It's not that inviting of a schedule. It's really not. They get seven home games. But they will sell every ticket for regular I price, right? I don't think they will sell out every game. Okay. I will, I will predict they will not sell out every game. Now, you would also think, speaking of your big sporting events, Would you anticipate, Aaron, that as the Tokyo Olympics get ready to start on Friday in Tokyo, officially opening ceremonies have actually already started, 
Uh, but would you expect the level of excitement among the Japanese people to be off the chart? Uh, well, I know a lot were protesting, saying they didn't want it to be there, so yeah. I don't know. Well, see, you have inside information. Because I expected the Japanese people, I think of, I don't mean to be racist, but, you know, I guess there'd be some who'd say I am many, many segments on this program. I think of the Japanese people as being largely supportive of their nation. I don't see mm-hmm. lots of protests in the street in Japan about anything. I think they're, you know, they're a very uh, compliant, hardworking, dedicated people. So I figured, all right, you know, we've got to sacrifice a little bit. We've got the Olympics in town. All right, fine. No, no. They are locked in their houses, essentially, because they don't, the authorities don't want them out of their houses because they're afraid of COVID spreading. And meanwhile, the Japanese citizens are going, well, wait a minute. I can't go out of my house. I can't celebrate any of my normal summer festivals. Meanwhile, you're importing a bunch of people from all over the world to come in here with who knows what kind of germs on them. Japan does not have a very high vaccine rate, 20% nationwide, 20%. That's not vaccine hesitancy. That's vaccine unavailability. They're a country of 132 million people. 15,000 people have died of COVID. 15,000, to give you some comparable We're a country of 330 million people. We've had 600,000 people die of COVID. So COVID's not been as big a thing over there. They're an island nation. They locked her up and everybody's pretty safe. But people are steaming mad about the fact that they can't go out. They can't do anything. And even to the point where the citizens of Tokyo who have volunteered to work at Olympic venues... And I'm kind of stuck for why they need a bunch of volunteers because there's no fans going in. They don't need anybody. They don't need ushers. They don't need ticket takers. But I assume they need support personnel to run water to the athletes and this, that, and the other. So you're supposed to wear your official Olympic volunteer uniform on the subways and buses and all that. People are getting harassed by their fellow Japanese citizens when they're going out in their uniform. Because people don't, they say, why, you're the, you're the reason I can't do anything. You're the reason I don't have any freedom. Uh, a quote from uh, a Japanese official. When these volunteers signed up, this is not what they were expecting. They expected to be respected. That is the Japanese tradition. But this is a different environment now. It takes courage to wear that uniform and let it be known you're part of the Olympics. Nobody could have predicted this. Hmm, interesting. Will NBC tell this story on the Olympics? I doubt it. No, I don't think so. It'll be all sunshine and balloons once the opening ceremonies begin. And the music starts playing. Everybody will be happy. Yes. So uh, that is what's going on at your uh, Tokyo Olympics. What's going on here in Ohio, of course, we're building toward... A big primary, uh, first week of August in the 15th Congressional District. And we're building toward a super, super big, significant primary in the Senate race to succeed Rob Portman, one of the main candidates in that Senate race on the Republican side 
is J.D. Vance. He's out on the campaign trail making all kinds of accusations about our president. What was he saying? We'll tell you next on The Bruce Hooley Show. It is 6.50 on the button on the Bruce Hooley Show. In weeks past, Larry Elder has followed us at the top of the hour. Uh, You may know that Larry is no longer hosting his own show on the Salem Media Network while he runs for the governorship of California. Uh, He is a one of like 30 some candidates seeking uh, the position of governor should Gavin Newsom, the incumbent governor of California, lose the recall election in September. So it's a double ballot. Do you want Gavin Newsom recalled, yes or no? If one more than 50% of the vote is yes, I want him recalled, then the next governor comes from the list of 30-plus candidates who you also get to vote for on the same ballot in the event that Newsom is recalled. Well, one of the problems with Larry Elder's candidacy is that the initial list came out from the California Secretary of State, and they said, Ah, uh, you didn't fill out your paperwork right. I'm not going to put your name on the ballot. Larry Elder said this was a politically motivated attack because of his high name recognition and his amazing ability to engage on the issues and talk any leftist under the table. Larry Elder is a product of, as he would say, the hood. Went to... Uh, well, what does high school? You go to Crenshaw High School, the high school where Boys in the Hood was filmed. Um, so Larry Elder's got amazing credibility. He's been a business owner. He's been he's on in every market in California. So Larry Elder marshaled his legal forces and went to court. And it didn't take long for him him to get a verdict. Here is Larry Elder talking about the verdict he obtained today from the California Supreme Court. Hey, Californians. Well, I'm sure you've heard by now. I won my court case. I will be included on the ballot to recall this governor, Gavin Newsom. The recall election takes place on September the 14th. I want to thank Judge Earl for being fair. What she ruled was that this election law didn't even apply to recall elections, and even if it did, I substantially complied. I also want to thank my brilliant lawyer, Steve Barrett, for doing a very thorough job in submitting a brief and making a powerful argument to the court. We will be on the ballot. Very good. That's excellent work. Excellent news, excellent work, and um, I mean, I'm torn, Aaron. I want Larry Elder to win, but I don't want him not to be on the radio anymore because I really enjoy his show, and I learn a lot by listening to him, as I do from listening to uh, Dennis Prager, one to three, and Hugh Hewitt in the morning. Hugh's a vaccine guy, and Hugh's not shy about saying he's a vaccine guy, and he made a statement the other day in the morning that I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but when I heard it, I was like, I don't agree with that. He's been very strong on you got to get the vaccine, and if you don't, you're dopey. I don't think you need to go there. I think people have their own reasons, their own hesitancy, their own justification for what they're doing and why they're doing it. So uh, most of the time I'm pretty well aligned with Hugh Hewitt, but on that particular issue I am not. Uh, I am very much aligned with Rand Paul. Man, the Rand Paul, Anthony Fauci fireworks yesterday, which we played for you on the show. That was a real treat. Now, if you did not hear it, uh, let me give you a little taste 
of Rand Paul going after Anthony Fauci yesterday on Capitol Hill. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come can, from the lab, but you, all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator. That's fine. Anthony Fauci can fight. I'd fight, too. I'd fight, too, because I don't want to go to jail. And I don't think Anthony Fauci wants to go to jail. And so he's trying to head off at the pass any and all insinuation that, A, he lied to Congress, because if you lie to Congress, that's a five-year sentence. So he's going to fudge it and say, well, here's what they're talking about. Did Anthony Fauci fund research through the National Institute of Health? Did he fund research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology that led to the creation of the COVID-19 virus? which then escaped from the lab, not because Fauci wanted it to or ordered it to, just it just escaped. But he did he fund the research that led to the creation of a virus that killed 600,000 Americans and 4 million people worldwide? If he did, Rand Paul says, you lied about it to me in Congress, we're going to put you away. Rand Paul told Sean Hannity last night that he is going to be uh, filing a letter with the Department of Justice asking for a criminal referral against Anthony Fauci for lying to Congress. Rand Paul said this. He's doing this because he has a self-interest to cover his tracks. He's talking about Fauci's denial. And to cover his connection to the Wuhan lab. Does he deserve all the blame? No. There's still some conjecture as to whether or not it came from the lab. But he's lying about whether or not he funded gain-of-function research. And yes, he should be punished. Paul's contention is that Fauci funded the research. Fauci's contention is, no, no. I funded another organization, EcoHealth Alliance, and EcoHealth Alliance funded the Wuhan lab. And I had no idea EcoHealth Alliance was doing that. And I told them, don't do gain-of-function research. And they did it, and so I can't be held accountable for it. All right, so Rand Paul thinks what he thinks, and Anthony Fauci thinks what he thinks. So we need an honest broker to referee this and tell us who's telling the truth. Uh, how about Washington Post columnist Josh Rogan? Now, Josh Rogan, you say, why, the Washington Post? Bruce, what? Josh Rogan is an honest broker. I don't know how he's still employed at the Washington Post, but he's been saying all along, even when you weren't allowed to say the Wuhan lab leak theory was reasonable, he's been saying all along, you know, it's stupid. You're not even looking at the lab. The lab makes the most sense. Well, yesterday, after this tete-a-tete on Capitol Hill between Rand Paul and Anthony Fauci, Josh Rogan said that Anthony Fauci was wrong to deny that the National Institute of Health ever funded gain-of-function research. Here's the tweet from Josh Rogan. Hey, guys, Rand Paul was right and Fauci was wrong. The NIH was funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, but NIH pretended it didn't meet their gain-of-function definition to avoid their own oversight mechanism. Sorry, not sorry, if that doesn't fit your favorite narrative. Now, that's not a criminal offense by Fauci yet, but 
he needs to dial back his anger toward Rand Paul because Rand Paul's got him. And, I mean, just making a prudent I wouldn't anger people who have my fate in their hands. Then again, I don't own a big ice cream company like Ben and Jerry. Uh, they made an announcement this week that they will um, no longer sell their products to occupied Palestinian territory in Israel. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. So I guess they thought they'd make this decision in a vacuum, that they wanted to support the Palestinian terrorists who were lobbing bombs at Israel. Uh, trouble is, there are a lot of people in mm, New York City who are loyal to the state of Israel. And they are pulling Ben and Jerry's ice cream from Jewish supermarkets. And they are petitioning an authenticator of kosher products to no longer rule Ben and Jerry's ice cream kosher. You've got it coming.